Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I wanted to take a moment to reintroduce myself to those of you who are just joining. I still can't believe this is episode 45 of the podcast, but I thought it would be appropriate at this point because there are so many new listeners that I truly am am humbled and quite frankly would love to hear how you came across this podcast. It's one of the most frustrating things. You, You sit, you record, you send all this content out, and then you don't know where people are coming from and how they're finding you and what problems they're trying to solve, and and were they solved by the content you're listening to. And these are things I honestly sit around and worry about. So feel free to always, and I know that I say this on each podcast, but very few of you are taking me up on this offer. So I want to put it out there more formally that you are always able to reach out to me and to be truthful, the email that you find, Renee at DeVignesDesign.com, that is my email address. It does not go to a team member. It does not go to my online business manager. It, it goes to me. Now, I, I can't say that I respond within the hour. I, I try to get back to everyone in a timely fashion, but I am truly and genuinely interested in what you are working on, what compelled you to listen to this podcast, and how did the content help, and how did it leave you wanting more? So I am kind of taking a journey of my own in that we are closing in on a whole year of doing podcast recordings, and I still really, that just sort of blows my mind to say out loud. So I did want to take a quick step back and sort of reintroduce myself to those who've been listening and as well as introduce myself to all of these new listeners that have found the podcast and are hopefully finding it meaningful. So I'm sure you all are aware, my name is Renee Beery, and I am an interior designer, and I have been practicing for almost 29 years now, which also blows my mind because it feels like it's only been about 10 to 15 years. And this all started with just a passion. I was blessed to have parents who would encourage me to be creative. And I could redecorate my room and rearrange the furniture and try new fabrics and strange contraptions. You should have seen the things that my mother helped me create bed hangings and things in my bedroom when I was in high school. And so it was a natural progression to get a job in high school with a local interior designer. And I had no way of knowing in advance that this woman was a badass, old school, truly talented interior designer who had processes and systems down long before those terms were used in any industry, let alone my industry. And it led me to follow my dream, follow my passion. 
Now, I did not go to design school right out of high school, and and that's because my father just didn't allow it. He was so concerned that I would get halfway through a BFA program and then change my mind and then have nothing to sort of transfer over or to help bridge the gap to a new industry. So I went and got a liberal arts degree and I majored in sociology because I found it interesting. And wow, I honestly use those skills just as often as I use the design skills I went on to learn at the New York School of Interior Design. And it it was an incredible experience to not only be in New York City at 22 years old, living on my own in this dinky little studio apartment taking the bus to classes because there was no campus and being taught by really top designers in the city, therefore in the country, and and just absorbing it all. And after classes, we'd run over to the D&D building in Midtown, and we would wander through and just absorb even more about the industry by being around the fabrics, the furniture, other designers learning and taking it all in. So I really do look back on it now. I mean, at the time, it was an insane amount of work. And for all of you who've gone through an art program, kudos to you, because it was 10 times harder than a four-year undergraduate degree in sociology. The amount of time I slaved over my drafting board, which tells you my age, But the amount of time I slaved over my drafting board trying to create a historical styles book that was due at the end of the semester, I mean, it was an intense program that I know some people outside of my industry sort of chuckle about because we weren't learning physics and math and law. We were learning design and perspective and lighting and construction tools in addition to legal classes and business practices. So it was all blended in. And I really cannot say enough about the New York School of Interior Design and the amazing foundation that I received at that school. And then I stayed in New York. It was a great time to be in New York. It was the 90s. There was not a budget in sight. Money was flowing. And I worked for some really top designers and in truth, didn't realize how good I had it until I moved out of New York. When I look back now on some of the projects that I led, it's just mind-numbing. The the scope and the scale of the work, and like I said, the no budget, it really was an amazing time to be practicing interior design in New York City. But more importantly, the women I worked for did interior construction. So our clients, they would be living in an apartment. They would buy the apartment above them or below them or left or right. And then they would hire us and our team to merge the two apartments. And so, of course, if you merge two functioning apartments, you're going to end up with two kitchens and two master baths and all sorts of things that all sorts of duplicated rooms that you no longer need. And that's where we came in and we would design which kitchen is being used. What are we going to, how are we going to transform the other kitchen into a usable space in some other fashion? And it was just quote normal. And I assumed we all did that in my industry. And it wasn't until I moved out of the city that I realized that what I had been doing was a subsection of the industry where most of the women I came across with 
after I moved out of the city, were doing more decorating. And, and we did tons of decorating, but it was in conjunction with these construction projects. And what I did find was I naturally gravitated towards the firms that continued to do construction work because I found it really was what I enjoyed doing the most. And so when I started my own firm, Devigne Design, I, of course, maintained that same workload. I'd say in a good year, it's 60% construction and 40% decorating. And often that number sort of morphs left and right, depending on the current projects. But I would really miss construction if I went an entire year just doing the decorating. So I have been very fortunate. Obviously, I have sought out that type of work, and therefore it has come my way. So fast forward to this past year, where all of a sudden we were all in our homes and locked down. And now my job still kept going, but there was so much more time spent at a computer or at home. And I just felt there was another way to convey my knowledge with other people besides my immediate and personal client base. And I was listening to this woman's podcast that I had just discovered. And so I went to the first episode. I thought, this is what we do. We just started episode one and listened to the entire story. And the minute she said that she had been wanting to blog for years, but it just didn't feel right. She was much more of a communicative person. She loved to talk. And so she started a podcast and it was my aha moment. I thought, that's me. I had a draft file full of blog posts that just didn't feel right. They felt really polished. They felt really more like a term paper rather than a conversation. And given what I do for a living, I am in conversations all day long. And so I started doing some research. And for those of you interested, it is super easy to start a podcast. I am literally sitting with a laptop and a microphone. That's it. I'm not in a sound booth. I'm actually sitting in my son's bedroom because I did determine it had the best sound qualities. So it really doesn't take much other than the desire to share content. And that has always been a part of who I am. And so the podcast started and I didn't think anyone would listen beyond my family and friends. And all of a sudden, people were listening. People were contacting me. People were asking questions. And it was an unbelievable and unexpected thrill. And so the more people showed interest, the more I was getting questions, it helped develop the direction in which I felt the podcast should start going because I realized the type of help that people were looking for. So in my mind, I was going to be helping homeowners because that's who I work with. So that's who I am accustomed to speaking to. But the amazing part and the thing I just still am so thrilled about is that designers started tuning in. Designers started reaching out to me. And if I'm being honest, at first I thought they were just sort of checking me out, seeing what I was up to, seeing if it was something they should be doing. But their questions were so much more pointed, more along the lines of, well, how do you market yourself to get more work? Or how do you get more skills on a job site? Or, you know, on and on about specific needs that designers were looking for and couldn't find somewhere else. And so I'm sure if you've noticed that some of the topics start gearing towards designers because they are listening. 
They show up week after week and they are interested in learning, not just listening. So I want to help both groups. I want to help homeowners who want to take on their own projects. And I want to help designers who will be working with their clients to manage the projects for them. And those are different animals and and different components. There, of course, lots of crossover information, but there are some different techniques and skills that each of those two groups needs to achieve in order to be successful. And so slowly but surely, a course started building out of this. I started taking notes. This is how I run a project. These are my processes. This is my step-by-step when I started any new project. And while I was doing that, I had a client who was remote and she was really frustrated on a job site. We were FaceTiming and she was calling me and one problem was coming up after another. And she just in a bit of frustration said to me on the phone, Renee, I just don't understand why you can't develop a manual for me to do this on my own. And then I thought, of course I can. That's what I do with clients. I just had never written it down before. It was just the processes and the steps and the stages that I immediately took when I started a project. And so the course Only Girl on the Job site built out from there. And I have to say it was a really exciting and humbling and overwhelming experience to build a course because after almost 29 years, it was becoming almost an endless course. And so the editing came in and the fine tuning and the redefining, and it was really an amazing and and truthfully an emotionally exhausting exercise because it was just pouring everything I knew into a course so that others could be successful running their own project. And then the designers kept showing up and the designers kept asking for something more for them. And so the course itself grew again and it became the designer's edition. And inside that, I added all of the tips and tricks that I have learned. Trust me, a lot of them the hard way on how to be a professional in a renovation world, how to work with contractors and architects when they might not necessarily see you as a value add to a project and navigate those tricky situations that can come up with client expectations versus the goal of the contractor or architect and and how to be successful in the end, which of course is everyone's goal. And so this has been just the most amazing wild ride that I can tell you a year and a half ago, I would never in a million years have told you I would be on right now. But because of you all, because of your interests and your emails and your texts and your direct messages, showing the interest, showing the need for more knowledge, it has driven me even further into developing content that will guide you to a successful renovation project. Because in the end, the interior design industry, interior designers themselves, contractors, architects, and homeowners are better off if a renovation is going smoothly. Now, that's not to say there aren't going to be highs and lows along the way, because that is a natural part of any renovation project. But smoothly is a broader topic 
that is defined by being in control, knowledgeable enough to know what's going on, make decisions with confidence, and finish strong. So I hope that you all are finding it valuable. There are other resources. Along the way, we started peeling out things that I thought was really valuable for people to have immediately. Checklists, construction workbooks, paint pro tips, you know, things that are commonly used. And these are all, by the way, on my website and and really worth checking out because the feedback I'm getting from them is, is wonderful. And to be honest, there has been constructive criticism as well, which I fully welcome. There is no way I can ever know what will work for each and every one of you. So constructive criticism, I actually find much more valuable than just a pat on the back and a go girl, right? Those are lovely to hear. And trust me, I need them on occasion as well. But the constructive criticism, the comment, hey, Renee, I think it would be even more valuable to me if you included X, Y, and Z. I love that because I think, well, of course, yes, I can make that more valuable for you. And if it's going to be more valuable to you, then I have a feeling there are tons of other people that will also find that material valuable. So this really is, even though we've never met and may never meet, this is a give and take. And I think that's the part that I really love the most and I find most unexpected. I never dreamed that there'd be so much give and take. I thought you create the content, you put it out there, people listen and move on with life. And you look at stats and data, and I'm not really a stats and data person. That's what my team does for me. But, you know, I look at numbers and I think, okay, that's great. There are hundreds of people listening every single week. And quite frankly, it still surprises me because while I do have a big family, those numbers mean it's going beyond my family, which I love and I think is exciting. But I never expected the feedback. I never expected the give and take. I never expected to make friends from my podcast. And I have. Now, these are women I haven't met in person, but I consider them friends because of the interactions that we have ongoing. So these are the things that have truly surprised me. And I never would have foreseen, quite frankly, that I would get to 45 episodes with, by the way, so much more to talk about and great content to come still but that I have a community of people in my life now that I wouldn't have if I had never started the podcast. So I really do. I know you hear me every week saying it, but I really do encourage you to reach out to me. Let me know what you're struggling with. Let me know how you're winning. I love a good win. You know, they don't come as often as they need to for our own personal sanity. So it's nice to hear when someone else has a win. And if it comes from a piece of content that came out in the podcast or in the course or one of the resources on my website, then that feels like a win to me as well. And so I really view all of you as an extended community of friends and women and interior designers and homeowners. And we are all on the same team with the same goals in mind. We're just coming at it from different points of view. So I know this episode was not chock full of lessons. I really felt it was it was time to reintroduce myself to some who've been listening for a while, as well as introduce myself to those who have just newly found this podcast and explain where on earth this came from 
and where I hope it is going. And so there are some really exciting things coming up. I've got some interviews coming. We're going to start talking about the holidays because yikes, they are upon us. And I didn't even get Halloween decorations out. So you can imagine how I'm stressing already about Thanksgiving and Christmas. So maybe you guys can help me with some last minute tips. And I do have an interview coming up with my friend, Jill Kalman, who will be discussing tips and tricks to get yourself and your home ready for the holidays, even if you are still under construction. Because sadly, given the circumstances we're in, there's going to be a lot of Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Hanukkah celebrations happening inside a construction site this year. And for that, we all are sorry, right? Nobody wants that for any of us. So there is a lot of really exciting things to come, but you can always reach out to me and let me know if there's something you want to hear about sooner. If you've been listening, then you know in the last couple of weeks, I pushed out some of the content that I had planned to do because there was some really of the moment critical content that I thought we needed to get to before the content that had been already planned. So I am flexible. I love reacting to situations because that is the nature of construction. Things happen on a dime. You need to pivot. You need to learn something new. So I'm happy to have this podcast emulate that pattern at any time that something is more relevant than what we had planned out. So I can't thank you all enough for listening. I really, truly can't thank you all enough. This has been such a wild and unexpected ride and, and one that I find more and more joy in every week. And I do hear sometimes podcasters, you know, dread doing their recordings and And that has never happened for me. I just love talking with all of you. So I can't thank you enough for your time today. I know it is valuable and I appreciate you spending it with me. If you are in need of any of the resources that I talked about today, they're all on my website. Whether you are a homeowner wanting to manage your own project like a pro, where the only girl on the job site course would be the perfect fit for you, or whether you're an interior designer, maybe you're new in the industry, or maybe you're trying to add an additional service for your clients, the Only Girl on the Job Site Designer Edition is a perfect fit to help you hone your skills to manage multiple renovation projects for your clients. And if you're looking for checklists, tips, and tricks, check out the resources that I have on my website, whether it's the renovation checklist, whether it's the paint pro tips, they all have so much value in them that you can apply immediately to your own projects. I just can't tell you enough how important it is to have tools in your hand to properly run a project so that you can be successful in the end. So until our next time together, thank you again for listening. Feel free to reach out to me and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening and I hope to hear from you soon.